There's my sustain pedal. Maybe you look in your pocket. What do you find? Some change or a locket? Throw it away. Not the change, but the locket. Give the rest to us. Patreon, Patreon. It's where we get our rent. Patreon.com slash Hello and welcome to episode 52 of That's a Shame. My goodness. One for each week of the year. Don't be pushing this. It's a week-themed no, episode. <laughs> we already... We, look, we've been struggling. Yeah. We haven't really planned today's episode. No. we. I mean, the theme of the episode as it is will kind of reveal why. Yeah. But we haven't had a huge amount of time to plan. But one of my suggestions was that because it was episode 52, we can make it about just years... Declan shot that down it, quite quickly. Well, in in terms of uh, quality, it hmm. was minimal. In terms of vagueness, it was high. I think that your lack of uh, faith in that theme just suggests that you didn't have the creativity to draw something out of it. Because really, the theme doesn't matter. I suppose you're the right. Okay, is... well then, let's off you go. Then let's do it. What's in a year? <laughs> if we cast our minds back. I'm Isaac, by the way. Joining me as always. It's Declan. Yep. Hell of an episode. Don't know if I mentioned oh, that. Oh! of years. Better than ever. We're going to. <laughs> no, we thought what we talk about today in episode 52 is um, a kind of update on our housing situation. And like we said a few episodes ago, once we'd moved in, we had a struggle with the whole process, didn't we? Yeah. We had to swim through the wet eyes of our estate agent we had to surmount the preposterously challenging summit that was paperwork and proving that we were who we say we were poor enough to live here but had new people who were rich enough that they might be able to exactly that they could chase someone and break their legs Mm. when we if we inevitably yeah if no not inevitably no just if if it were the case that come when 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 it's yeah. After Christmas and Definitely. stuff. Definitely. Well, or before. Pissed it down the drain. Could be before. Could be this month. We've Could got to be. pay rent in a day. Yep. Two days. <laughs> we should do that. But anyway, we thought we'd give an update about, you know, what life's like now that we've moved in. Because it turns out there's no magic money tree. Oh, now that is, I mean, not topical. Because <laughs> <laughs> the election was a little while back. Interesting. But that's part of the year that was this 52 episode run. From April to now. To now, yeah. which was, what, seven Ooh, months? Something like that. But yeah, tutoring is the watchword for both Word. of us. Yeah. We'd both kind of done this before, and we talked about it on the show. It brings with it a very particular brand of nonsense, because there's something quite odd. I don't know about you, but ever since the Blockswitch fiasco <laughs> makes it sound like a drug scandal or like a we were caught up in sniffing coke on the queen's back or something <laughs> um, I like sniffing coke on the queen's back <laughs> not off of it we were blowing cocaine onto the queen <laughs> Get this, you that's the way but since then the fact like just going into people's houses it's just not as fun as it used no. to be. <laughs> kind of tainted. <laughs> Every time I have to walk in, because when you're tutoring, like, it's all, the bit beforehand is all, obviously, you're making up your qualifications and you're saying, yeah, I can teach that. Yeah. I charge sure. what, what shot in the dark figure should we arrive at today? And that's all fine. But then when you arrive there, there's real people in a real house and you're locked in it quite Very much. By Joe or Angela or one of their many relatives scattered around the... United Kingdom. So I guess a good springing off point, it's not an expression, would be a student that I had. It was maybe my first one when we moved here because I was here for like a week or something by myself. Mm-hmm. And I got this message on one of the tutoring sites from a family who were just looking for like English GCSE help. Very simple. That's a, your standard offering yeah. across the board. I'll do that, I thought. And I did. 
I got on the bus, the same bus that seems to go everywhere in London that we needed to. 204. God bless the 204. I got on. And as I was on the way to, where was it? The middle of fucking nowhere. That's the one. (laughs) I got a text message that said, hi, Isaac. This is then the person's name who I've been corresponding with. What should we call them? Um, Sylvia. There we go. Couldn't be further from the actual name. And it was a man. But other than that, same (laughs) idea. Um, Got a text from Sylvia that said, Hi, Isaac, it's Sylvia. Really enjoyed the lesson today, (laughs) but we're not going to need you again in future. Uh, What should we call the kid? Delilah, as a boy, (laughs) clicked. (laughs) Just like clicked better with another tutor. So this is why I was on, on the way there. That's not necessarily the best start. No, I, I suppose if you were on your way to a job interview and they said you were really great, but we've got in another direction. Yeah, I was thrown. Yeah, not thrown enough that I like changed my plan. I was still going. I replied back like, "Oh, thanks for letting me know. We haven't had the lesson yet. <laughs> uh, uh, am I still wanted?" And she, he, they, they, clever, replied back. With just the one word, yes. Okay. <laughs> so not really explaining what is, by all accounts, an odd situation. Yeah. I arrived. Um, I was asked to take my shoes off before I got into the house itself. So it wasn't even a hall. It was Bold. like an outside porch. And so I was standing there, socked in the rain, before I entered a house that was perfectly normal, by all standards. But for the fact that at the table, I don't remember that where you've been more recently. But you like go in straight down. There was a big table off to the right. And sitting at the table was this kid. And then two people who were statue-like in their age. They looked like they'd (laughs) been around for so long that cobwebs had cobwebs of their own in the corners. And they were sitting there and never really said anything for the whole hour that I was there teaching this kid who was frankly quite stupid about um a book that he claimed to have read but couldn't name any of the characters <laughs> this is the lord of the flies yeah, isn't it the very same so he was supposed to be talking about the lord of the flies all the while clearly didn't know much about it the two grandparents i'm going to assume although neither of them could have had the dexterity to send a text message so i doubt mm. there must be an envoy yeah. Like the pangolins guy. They just sat there watching the whole time. But I left, put my shoes on, got back on the bus. And I was pretty much in the same place, but on the journey back. When I received a text, I thought, oh, what's that? I've got my phone out. And it was exactly the same text <laughs> as I'd had before. You could say I was perhaps doomed from the start with that phone. <laughs> but then you got a message from the same people. Well, yeah, well, I didn't know that it was the same people. Mm-hmm. I just got a message from... Um, from from someone Sylvia. from Sylvia, um, saying that Delilah was in oh, <laughs> desperate need of some GCSE tutoring, and I said, "Yeah, sure." Like, and we arranged a date, um, but they hadn't disclosed their full address. Mm. Like, that was a a challenge for me. That's nice. <laughs> See if I was yeah. worthy, and so I mentioned that I was heading towards up towards that Wembley. Mm. I think it is to uh, to do this tutoring, but they hadn't given me their address. And I think I muttered Sylvia's name. And Isaac was like, hey, what? What's this? I collapsed to the floor. And uh, divulged the story to me, which didn't, I'll be honest, this is fill me with hope mm. for the uh, for the job. But um, he was at least able to give me their address. That's true. Which is good. So I made my way there. Now, the interesting thing for me is that I remember no outside porch. Oh, yeah. There might not have been an outside okay, porch. Cool. It might have just been an overhang. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. I think there was an, o- an overhang. Isn't that what it's called? <laughs> it just makes it, it sound so like, horrid. Yeah, it was horrid. I didn't enjoy it. Oh, dear. Well, I suppose you were shoeless in the rain, yeah. so you wouldn't have. Not much fun. Um, but I was asked to take my shoes off immediately inside. But I was met by a single person who was by no means old. Hmm. Um, not not by any means young. but uh, <laughs> Somewhere in the middle. But certainly not the kind of aged crone that Isaac had described. Um, I wasn't alone for the lesson, though, because she did... Um, she, like, sat and talked to Delilah for a bit. Hmm. Um, and then she was like, great, well, yeah, I mean, you, 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 you do your thing. And then proceeded to go walk out of eyeline. And I was like, oh, okay, brilliant. And I turned to, to begin the lesson and noticed that she hadn't walked out of the room and then turned around and she was just sat 
on a sofa behind me. Oh, no. Like a um, spectator gallery. Yeah, like half kind of reading a magazine. Did it have big eye holes? <laughs> um, and I wondered if that was, you know, just for the beginning. But, oh, no, no, it was for the whole lesson. It's weird, isn't it? I don't, like, I understand the impulse. You want to check that you're not, your kid's not going to be stabbed or something. And also that you're not pissing this money down the drain. I guess, but, but surely you trust your child enough to know that. Like they, these are GCSE age, they're like fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, but they wouldn't. They might. They wouldn't know. The I, point. The, but they, if they're students who need extra tutoring, maybe you don't trust them to be able to realise whether they're being fobbed off or not. The yeah. thing that I've noticed though is that most of the parents wouldn't have realised if they were being fobbed off either. No, so. I found most of the parents to be more stupid than most of the children, mm. but more demanding. Yes, less kind. Yes, I haven't had to tutor any. Any horrible people, people, any horrible kids yet? No, me neither. But parents have been a shame. I think the kind of person who wants tutoring, no offence to any of you, (laughs) are often a bit pushy. Mad as well. Mm. Very mad. What I don't like is parents who are too vague, but also parents who are too specific. Like, if you're looking for someone to come and tutor, you should have an idea of what you'd like them to do. Mm. But don't sit there and tell them exactly what to do. Like, it's not a difficult balance to achieve. But, like, I, I've been to houses where they've gone, yeah, um, thanks for coming. And I'm like, yeah, so what is it exactly that they, you know, that they're looking for help with? Okay, English. I go, mm. right, okay. I've heard of that. Yeah. Um, There's a GCSE in that. They do that now, yeah. one to nine. Nice. Um, but uh, anything specifically? Yeah, um, kind of the uh, the reading and writing aspect of it. Uh, oh, that's quite, reading and that's writing. Stuff, actually. They all struggle with that. Yeah, yeah. They're no, kind of definitely. the big two. But then I've also been to households where they go, right, now, she needs work on punctuation. Specifically. And I go, and I go okay, yeah, that's fine. And like, so commas, <laughs> apostrophes. You know, the usual gang. <laughs> Full stops, you know. Um, she's not great at the old uh, compound complex sentences, you know, subordinate clauses in between uh, uh, commas, which kind of frame mm. the clause uh, and, and have rattled on for 10 minutes telling me exactly what they want me to tutor her while she's there. I'm like, well, you know, I, it, if you weren't an idiot, I'd say you could just bill me for 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You've done most of it. Like, it's just mad that you think, well, why are you paying... Me. Yeah. There's a lot more money than sense in tuition. And the guy at this seminar that I went to on Saturday that was quite dull, but it had a few moments that made it entertaining, of which one was him in answer to a question about, I think, parents' expectations, because they were kind of emphasising that they're very like high-end agencies. They have a lot of clients who are going for the top schools and they want to make it clear that it's not your job to get people into a school or to get them a specific grade. And he was like, a lot of tuition, you know, it's kind of, it's based on a, a lot of desperate hope. <laughs> I, was like, I was the only one who laughed. And he was like, no, no, it is. <laughs> I was like, I, I believe you. it definitely is. Like it's a last ditch attempt for lots of people. Yeah. Well, that's one sector of people anyway. On the other hand, there is another job that I've supposed to have sent something off for that I haven't because it sounds quite depressing. That was essentially like being a, tuition nanny oh what for this Chinese boy yeah so there's a five-year-old Chinese boy whose family live in a they offered like a live-in option in a penthouse in Kensington you could have Mary Poppins your way that would have been amazing I'd have (laughs) a big bag that was just everything (laughs) bring a big fold-out hat stand trying to achieve the same thing instead it's all just broken (laughs) I had to crush it to get it in the back um but yeah, the the guy called me up from that agency and he was like, yeah, so they have um, a nine-year-old and a five-year-old. The nine-year-old girl has a tutor Monday to Saturday, full-time, and he, or she, I can't remember, takes them to school, picks her up, then they do like a couple of hours of work, go through all the homework that you get when you're nine, you remember? Dreadful. Busy time, year four. <laughs> and uh, then on Saturday, they, that's like that's their main day of work, as if they hadn't just been at school all week. <sighs> And then the the girl also had a Sunday tutor that was like their fun tutor, which is what they wanted me to be for this little kid. And it was, they'd got someone for him to do Monday to Saturday for a five-year-old. 
tent school, taken back, do homework, which is just meaningless. Uh, <laughs> Saturday was his busy day, and then Sunday it was like organize educational trips to the museum and stuff. How very depressing that this family want nothing to do with their children. I know. Want not only want nothing to do with their children, but want their children to live a boring life, like yeah. want them to miss out on childhood. Just imagine the amount of pressure that would have been on me to make Sunday counteract the <laughs> six days of six days of tuition <laughs> bullshit when you're five yeah that so the kind of like the abdication of responsibility mm. sector of tutoring the well i don't want anything to do with this it's weird to like be so pushy about your kids have like such specific expectations for them he's going to do this he's going to the top university but then also not to want to interact with them at any point mm. in that process. It's a bit like having your cake and eating it too approach to childcare to be like, well, he's going to be great. It's just none of it's going to be from me. <laughs> like someone's going to make him great. I'm just going to not be involved in that process. I'm going, I'm just the money man. Yeah. I'm bankrolling this kid. Okay? <laughs> Doctor, actor, lawyer, whatever. Go for it. On the whole, tutoring fills me with a kind of despair. Yeah. I mean... Every now and then you have um, kids who are quite interesting, and that's good. But then you also have parents who have mad requests for them as well, like the one I was telling you about yesterday where I-, I turned up and he was like, the main problem he has is that his writing is dull. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> like, and, like, the kid was stood there. He's, like, nine years old oh. or something. And he's kind of, like, What's looking up. expecting from a nine-year-old? Some fantasy novel. So, so he's like, he needs to make his writing more interesting. You know, so I'm just falling asleep here, <laughs> marking this kid's bullshit. So, Isn't that right, Dave? You little disappointing shit. You, Sorry, you and your soporific descriptions of <laughs> Learn your Learn a life. few adjectives, you stupid idiot. So he was like, so if you could help with that. And I was like, what, like, make your kid more interesting? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very different service. Um, so we, we, we did some stuff on... Uh, you know, sprucing up sentences, yeah. uh, not just simple sentences. Let's have some clauses in there. Come on, Ooh. some subordinates. Um, and then I was like, and what I'd also like you to do, because I just wrote this like really boring paragraph in all simple sentences about, I have a cat. My cat's name is Albert. It is a ginger cat, but it has lost some of its hair. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, spruce this up, make it a bit more interesting. Um, um, to be fair, quite captivated about this <laughs> hair loss subplot. My like, cat why? has alopecia. What scared him so much? Um, and he was like, so should I add in words? And I was like, yeah, yeah, brilliant. I was like, oh. not just any words. He, I was like, he, know, he knows what he's up. He knows what he's up to. So off he went, and all he did was uh, changed. Two of the simple sentences to one compound sentence. Right. And then added the singular adjective to make it, I have a huge cat. (laughs) (laughs) And other than that, nothing. Wow. Some people are unsalvageably dull, young man. It's going to be a long lifetime I just stood up, went into the kitchen, like handed in my resignation. (laughs) There's nothing I can do for this kid. Unsavable. The the only thing you could think to say of a balding cat <laughs> was was <huge>. big <laughs> that isn't a shame isn't it? i also said him like i i wrote down a list of really basic um adjectives uh and uh and i asked him to go through and write uh, a synonym for each one mm-hmm. on there and uh he said about it and when I came back, there were 10 on the list and he'd written horrible for three. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he'd spelt it differently it? all three times. <laughs> like a real hedging your bets yeah. kind of uh, situation. That's a bold approach. I've just pulled up something that I'd forgotten about, which is a message I got on one of the tutoring sites from uh, someone we'll call Dean. Only one letter I away from that, his actual yeah. name. <laughs> But which which one? I have now revealed. That's right, <laughs> Deeb. This was a man looking for singing lessons, brackets, intermediate. Oh, yes, I remember this. I am looking for sing teacher. I am 51 and have sung for all of my life. Well, since I was eight. He's already contradicted himself a little. <laughs> I started at my first school, good place to start, and soon ended up getting a scholarship to the something school in Wales. Since then, I've sung with and for every man and his dog. <laughs> There's no punctuation in this case. That wasn't obvious. Did you offer him writing lessons yeah. instead? Here you go, Sean. 
For Every Man and His Dog, BBC Choir Bedford Choral Society, so many male voice choirs, I cannot remember. I do many one-day workshops with people such as... Never said. This was... <laughs> <laughs> That's he left something. that to put in later, I think. Right, later, not... yeah. This was up to about 10 years ago. Now, this is written very dramatically. When I got sick, really sick... And not until about 18 months ago did I restart to sing. It took me a restart year. Restart to sing. Yeah. It took me a year to find the chorus I sing with now. LGMC. This is my favourite bit. The London Gay Men's Choir. It's quite well known. Brackets. Just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> I so knew what was coming here. Yeah. Just for the record, I am not gay. The only straight member! Exclamation mark. <laughs> I sing tenor to tenor. At a push. Now, do, like... With, with with the gay choir thing, mm. does that mean that he lied to them to get in, Don't or know. did really they just decide that they'd a let token. in one streak? <laughs> Let's have a look. I don't know how they'd police. Maybe it's just self policing on the grounds that like it is a you place won't be apply gay members. Like, yeah. Why would you apply if you were not? Uh, do you think they have an FAQ where that's the only one? Yeah. <laughs> Things. Oh, join us. Here we go. Oh, they do have a few keys, and it's none of them. Oh, that, come that's on. That's not realistic, is it? That no. must be the That must be the most frequently asked question they get. It literally does not mention being gay. <laughs> not even once. It, is it just supposed to mean happy here? No. Well, look, one of the first reviews of them is I've never really had a strong group of gay friends. A strong group of gay friends. <laughs> <Like> bodybuilders. <laughs> okay, back to Sean. So, just for the record, he's the only straight member. Mm-hmm. Um, he had to wait a year for them to offer me place and have done one season with them, which started in January with seven or eight or nine gigs between January and August. Blah, blah, blah. The reason I want tuition is I've picked up a few bad habits, dot, dot, dot. That's the first bit of punctuation. And that worries me because why he's being kind of cagey about his bad habits if he's only going to use punctuation once, he I don't want it to be an ellipsis. He can't, he can't sing without stripping entirely <laughs> naked. Um, bad habits, dot, dot, dot. And my gap has left me with a confidence problem. Because I want a solo, but I don't trust me. My voice has improved 10, 11 folds since January, <laughs> but it's not enough. I've stopped caffeine sugar milk. I still have a bad illness, so use a lot of drugs, brackets, morphine. Once upon a time, I had an amazing voice. I want it back. <laughs> it's still sleeping, I hope. Well, walking slowly. I have five or six shows before Christmas, blah, blah, blah. My illness leaves me in constant crippling pain, but music is the best drug. So I sing and it makes me happy. My question to you is, can you help me? How can you help me? And will you help me? Please get in touch if you can help me. Regards, Sean. That end bit sounds like a kind of coded message like he's a hostage. If you could help me, then please help me. So help me if you can. Do you think if I read every first sentence, he's like been kidnapped? That's like that amazing tweet that was like, um, I definitely wouldn't bear with me, use some kind of cheap code. No, really bear with me to uh, imply that I was being held hostage. No, just bear with me (laughs) by a bear. (laughs) (laughs) That is a great joke. The best thing about that joke is what was the impetus? Yeah, why for that? did they think of that? Well, you... they were being held hostage by a bear. Oh, is the only explanation. Yeah, that's it. Because when else would you think of it? No, that's it. Solved. Mm, done. Rip him. Tip. So you got back in touch. Yeah. Within the same day, never heard back. His uh, his email reminded me of uh, dear friend and flatmate Mark. Oh, I know him. Um, who had a, a telephone interview the other morning <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for uh, like just a, a part-time job that he was going for. And they called at kind of the crack of dawn. Mm-hmm. And he said he was still asleep when he answered. But it's one of those things where they go, so are you okay to talk? You can't really go, no, actually, no, I'm, I'm in, in bed mid- at the moment. <laughs> it's midday, you say. Well, so, it's all relative. So um, he was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, go, go on. Yeah, what, 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 what do you want to know? And they started going down this line of questioning. And I, I asked him, you know, so, you know, how'd it go? Was it all right? And he went, mm. um, I don't know. They were very vague. And I was like, yeah, no, they often are telephone interviews. It's like, like a script. Yeah. Game from. So what sort of things did they ask you? And he said, well, 
one of the questions was, what do you expect? <laughs> and that was it. The end. That was the end I of like the question. I like to think there was like maybe three minutes of silence as he waited for the, <laughs> the end of, of what to expect. I like to think that the it was just like they forgot to turn the page. There was a whole <laughs> other page of questions with the end of this one. It's a great question in a way because it would throw you off guard. I wouldn't know what to say. You, I just start tomorrow. Talking saying, mm, that's good. This job, that would be the bold approach. I, I was saying to Daz that that that's like one of those fucking horrid, fake bullshit urban myth Oxbridge entry exam oh, right, stories. Like, what is bravery? Yeah, this. And he, <laughs> and he in. got in, and that kid, Albert Kidstein. <laughs> yes, that is a shame. They say that about every single school that has mm. an exam. They're like, oh my God, did you hear about the guy in the ear above? <laughs> he just wiped his ass with the paper just and threw it. At he the... told the teacher they were a fucking idiot and they bowed to him and made him proctor. <laughs> They're not a proctor, isn't it? He just but... went in screaming the N-word and they made him head of Diversity. all the societies. I was watching the news earlier and they were talking about Mugabe's at last resignation. Yeah. Um, and there was a guy being interviewed who was the whitest person I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And when it's it transparent, came, like a newborn fish. Yeah. Like genuinely, he, it was like interviewing Casper. Wow. Um, but when his name and uh, title came up, he was whatever his name was, director of the Royal African society. <laughs> I was like, well, that in a nutshell is the problem wow. with everything. <laughs> like, That's a shame, come isn't on. It? It's like when, um, on University Challenge last year, they had the, um, oh, what is it called? Is it like the School for Oriental and African? Yeah. yeah, science. Oriental African Studies. Studies, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Which is they were them. all white. <laughs> well, come on. Like, do yourselves one favour. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's not trying very hard. No. I, I was thinking on one of my many bus journeys around London. Yeah. Will I look back on this time of my life and be like, God, I really got to travel a lot. <laughs> God, I tell you what, those days on the 251 to Tottridge and Whetstone. Goodness, take me nothing back. nothing like them. <laughs> Earning S- pennies an hour. Sat at the Arnos Arms, just waiting. I keep arriving early to places and then having to find like some somewhere tragic. So I don't want to go into someone's house early in case I have to talk no, to them. No, no, goodness. So because I want to be paid... I'm arriving like 15 minutes early and then just have to find like a bus stop to sit in. So sad. I think my least favourite aspect of the entire process is having to use other people's toilets. Oh, I've not ever done Which that. are, I they are universally horrid. grim. Like even in some really nice houses, like mm. one or two of the people that I, I choose to live in, like really nice kind of houses, um, um, you know, borderline mansions. And even then, their toilets are like a dingy little cupboard under the stairs where you have to kind of like crouch to get in and to get out. It's just madness. Like what, how, how have I always, is it everyone else's home? Mm. How have I managed to avoid living in houses with grim toilets for my whole life? People's like, it's not just the architecture, it's the The hygiene. Oh, and the hygiene. Yeah, That's what gets me. Yeah. I resent ever having to use anyone's I, I I wouldn't touch anything in there. Not even the toilet. No, not even the flush. <laughs> Leave that to the staff. <laughs> I'm here to teach, not to flush. I also, like, every now and then I discover things that I, uh, like, becoming more and more uncomfortable with as well. Like, just drinking water at someone else's <laughs> house. Like when they Other go, people's cups. It's not their cups that gets me, it's their taps. Mm. I'm very grateful for one boy that I tutor called Norbert, <laughs> which so is amazing. just great anyway. But um, who always Imagine has naming a baby Norbert. Looking at it and going... That's a Norb. There he is. Oh, <laughs> Little baby Norb. That's some slur for sure. <laughs> it is not. Uh, but he always has some like bottled Evian water there. He's got a dash button. So, yes. Yeah, I did some research into dash buttons. And they're all on sale because it's Black Friday. Turns out they, the only two markets, no, three that markets they cater for are different types of water, um, like washing equipment, and 80% of it is cat food. 
Why have cats got the Monopoly on dash buttons? They're so needy. You could probably train them to, to press it themselves. That's what I was thinking. Should we do that? We don't have a cat. We can just All get the money cat for cat food anyway. <laughs> just really start living. Yeah. Um, I also had to have my first ever conversation with Amazon support the other day. Because my thing, my computer was being weird, so I had oh, yeah. to get something to fix it. And uh, it didn't arrive. They did that thing where it said failed delivery like we tried to deliver it and i was like i was in the house all day we simply did not yeah also i'm having all kinds of trouble with any deliveries here anyway it is a real struggle because by the time anyone gets here they're so annoyed at me for living (laughs) here i don't need that vibe when they step out of the lift because it's, it's not my fault that the postcode doesn't lead you here but to somewhere else entirely. <laughs> and it's not my fault that I live on the fourth floor and that the building didn't design a mail room. Like, what am I supposed to say? I'm always just really apologetic. I just, like... Obsequious. It, 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 it's farcical that it takes so long to have a postcode put onto postcode yeah. systems. Like, they knew this development was going to be here. What's the danger of putting it on before the building's open? That someone's going someone's to ask me to deliver it to a building site. <laughs> they just post it straight <laughs> like into a Builders crane. ordering a Domino's. <laughs> You've got to like chuck it I've over the thought fence. of that. Yeah, you can't get a takeout to work if you're building a new building. Dreadful, isn't it? That's awful. Builders do have it hard. <laughs> so I had a Morrison's order. Mm. wanted to have Morrison's order delivered for their wonky veg boxes. Get on this hype, yeah. British residents. Now, it is a shame that it's called wonky, <clears throat> granted. Yes. It makes it sound like it's engaged in, like, sexual perversions. John Lassitering its way around. <sighs> That's not. It's still too soon. <laughs> it is, like, an hour since we found out, so it's pretty soon. Um, but, yeah, it is a great idea. So, anyway. We're not even sponsored by Morrison's. No. But, but if you if are interested. Morrison's... <laughs> um, but yeah, they don't sell them in store, so you have to have it delivered. Mm. And um, so I, I was setting this up, and of course, typed in our postcode. It's like, oh, sorry, guys, we don't deliver there. Like, well, I can see it from uh, here. I like, well, <laughs> I'm sure you do. So I typed in the ad- address for the station, which is literally opposite our house. Yeah. And they were like, yep, sure. That's even too close. <laughs> well, so walk that one in. So I just put in that postcode and then left delivery instructions and then i rang great instruction that's it's not that place <laughs> it's opposite yeah. just look opposite um and then i rang up morrison's to be like hey so this is the case do you want to pop that on there and he was like oh yes no problem uh what what i've done i've i've made sure that the notes on there and i will uh i've passed it on to our like delivery department and they're going to put you on the system and put your postcode on there and I'll give you a ring back to let you know that it's all a-okay oh well thank you very much and he rang back 40 minutes later going I'm sorry you don't exist your postcode (laughs) is fictional uh it won't be the case if you don't want to deliver you'll have to put in the do the same mad system of putting in the station postcode and hoping that they can find you it's so lame like it's just not a problem that should exist no and then my girlfriend and I ordered a Deliveroo. Mm. Now, admittedly, this was very lazy of us, but it was, I was just tired. I didn't want to go out. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was a place that's just down the road. Oh, yeah. But, you know, if they're going to deliver, <laughs> someone well. gets paid for delivering. Exactly. Admittedly, not much. No, not enough. But more than nothing. Yeah. So we, um, we ordered it and then, it was like, hey, out for delivery. And you can track your, like, deliverer mm. on the app. It, like, shows where they are. Creepy. And it was the maddest, most infuriating process know, of watching them houses. go go past the road and then turn around and then go back past it the other way. And then they were, like, round the other side of a different building. And then he kind of rang me and he was like, where are you? And uh, and he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm on your road. I, I am. And, and I said, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And then I just ended up resorting to the most primitive of means, which was opening the window and leaning out and like waving yeah. him in like a ship <laughs> just like beckoning him over to the door and then having to go and like see him. And it's like, well, just, it shouldn't be this difficult. No. I feel like we we don't deserve that. No. We've moved on. This is a bit of a first world problem, isn't it? Quite millennial. Yeah. We had the similar problem. Did I mention this on the podcast? Except instead of a delivery driver, it was an ambulance that was needed for oh, someone yes. who was almost unable to breathe at this point. You did say this. 
Did I mention it on the podcast? No, not on the podcast. Yeah, think. well, my girlfriend's housemate was is asthmatic and was having an asthma attack that the inhaler was not controlling. And I woke up at like 8am or something to my phone ringing. Quite surprised that I woke up because normally I just would not have done. And uh, it was my girlfriend who was like, can you bring me a coat and some shoes? I was like, what are you talking about? I've been awake for one second. And she'd been standing out in the front of our little development, like trying to find an ambulance that was due. It'd been, I think, 35 minutes it took to get there in the end. The hospital is like spitting distance away. <laughs> but we were standing there and we heard sirens coming. Like I called 999 back to be like, hi. <laughs> so any time it could arrive would be great if we get the old hurry up on because they can like track where it is. And then we heard while I was on the phone, sirens approaching. So I was like, oh, it's probably here. And she was like, I'll stay on the line. We saw it pulling up. And we're like, yeah, there it is. Thank you. Thank you for your help. Hung up. And then it just put all its sirens back on and accelerated (laughs) right the way down the road. I was like, well, she's dead. (laughs) That's not going to last. And eventually the only way it worked was... uh, I watched them, I kind of ran out to the end of the road and it's like two-way traffic it's, and it gets really busy at rush hour, that mm. road, because it's like near the North Circular. And I could see it making not that much progress, but it's down like the very other end of the road and they started doing a turn. And then I just had to like, as they approached, just stop all the traffic myself, <laughs> be like, no, <laughs> not now. And like waving at them mm. like a mad person. Well, I, I had... Uh... She didn't die in the end a similarly infuriating experience today on the bus home yeah. where um, the bus was driving down a road and there were kind of cars parked on either side. So it kind of went down to single lane in the middle and there was an ambulance approaching us with blue lights flashing. And for some reason, the bus driver uh, decided to try and go ahead anyway. Oh, incorrect. And then had to come to a stop and was in this kind of Mexican standoff with, with the ambulance and just didn't do anything. Mm. That was the, the thing that confused me and the other people on the bus. Was like I was expecting tanky. just, you know, like maybe reverse and let the let the ambulance no. pass. But she just sat there and did nothing. And then the ambulance was like, well, we're a fucking ambulance <laughs> with our lights flashing. You're the 251 to Arnos Grove. Like, get out of the way. So I went up to the front and I was like, well, what's going on? Like, can you not? And she went, yeah, there's cars behind. I went, well, open the door and, and I'll like tell them to fuck off. Hmm. And she went, I'm not allowed to reverse. And I went, well, those are two different arguments. I was like, what do you mean? Like, what a you, rule. I'm sure that that rule does not exist to prevent you from letting someone get to hospital who's no, dying. It does, actually. That was why like, I was written. I was like, but if, if that was the rule, why would you bother saying there were cars behind? I was like, you just don't know how to reverse. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is, that's it here. Because otherwise, the first argument is moot because yeah. it doesn't matter. And she went, no, I can't. I went, but you have to. She went, <laughs> Well, I'm you not. You take over. <laughs> and that it. is how I ended up. Oh, yeah, Crashing I would have done 85 it. <laughs> tons of metal and, into and an so, ambulance. And so the fucking ambulance had to reverse to wow. let her through. That's a shame. So that it, it could go. Imagine being that much of a prick. Yeah, that is unfortunate. I was going to say about when you were talking about ambulances around here is that we live, our road is opposite a road down which is an NHS blood drop centre. I wondered what that was. I saw right. a big sign about yeah. blood. And- so it's like it's like a blood bank, essentially, I, I believe. Mm. But what it means no is... No coincidence that we moved there. No. So, But what it does mean is that every now and then, you'll they'll, you'll be walking down the road and a car will go past you that just says on it, like, Full blood! <laughs> like, it's just blood! Ah! And then, Where? and sometimes on the front of the cars, they have, like, the message, give blood, written on them. You like... But not to the car. No, no. Like, not like a sacrifice jump to in front of it. Yeah. Have all this. <laughs> Have mine. Take it. That's horrid. Have you ever given blood? Once. How is it? Fine. I think I'm afraid of it. Of course. Because of the well, pulse You've bit. probably only got like a litre in you. I've got loads, mate. I've got spare. Oh, really? <laughs> so what you're away. saying is that you're deliberately keeping it all to yourself, <laughs> you selfish I'm a blood git. greasy. Oh, look, I'm not afraid to admit it. No, I just don't like the idea of the tourniquet. That I assume you have to have a plug. sake. Can't deal with Just that. Just get over yourself. I'll try. I love that your your one minute of discomfort is worth more than 
that potential <laughs> lives you could save with all your spare that was, blood. That's the thing, though. I don't think I do have that much spare blood. And I know, what if, to offset that karmic balance, I just really encourage you to give blood. <laughs> like, would you give blood on my behalf? What? Oh, so I have to give twice yeah. as much <laughs> to come do? home and emaciate me? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ghoul. <laughs> Would you do that? No, not giving twice Come as much on. blood. <laughs> Get what, so you're going to no, The real friendship is blood. me knocking you out and bringing you along to <laughs> yeah, help you get mind. over your fear. I don't think they'd allow a general anaesthetic for blood transfusion. No. Transfusion, bloody hell. Not giving um, all of it. Straight in. Here you go. Um, do you have a donation donor's card, though? Are you an yeah, organ I'm donor? an organ donor, okay. apart from my eyes. No, no, you're not. You you better fucking not be. <laughs> no, I don't think I am. You, you, you better fucking I'm not pretty be. sure I'm not. I will be changing it on your behalf, <laughs> if that's so. Why is if it I, so many people when do I'm, it? Do when you? I'm inevitably with you when you go, wow. I will be telling them, he specifically wanted his eyes taken he first. Out just on the cusp. <laughs> he was like, even if no one needs them, get rid of them. He wants his last words to be, my eyes, my eyes, <laughs> as they're stolen, plucked from his skull. Imagine... Thinking that, being like, oh yeah, you could take my brain, my heart, my liver, my pancreas, but not the eyes. Like, what's the what's the motive behind that? Window to the soul. If I wake up, I'll need them <laughs> in my heartless, brainless, lungless, <laughs> liverless body. No, I think body. it's just that people must forget that your corpse goes through some treatment before it's disposed of anyway. Like, if you were going to have an open casket with no brain, heart and eyes, that would be a shame. <laughs> but obviously, they have procedures to remedy that. Yeah. well, Golf ball in the And socket. as well, like, I'm pretty sure the eyes are the first thing to go anywhere when you're rotting. It's just What a, makes you say that? It's just a horrid ball of water. That's often. Have you ever buried, like, a jelly bean? Don't go telling me this was another thing alongside sucking bugs out of the ground. <laughs> this is another thing that you... No, we did have to bury a jelly bean once. Along Who? The... Who's we? Just the gang. <laughs> <laughs> These men who used to come to my door. <laughs> come on, guys. Everyone beans at the ready. No, I think it was a biology-related thing. It was an experiment to and, show like, and just, just that before, they won't grow. Just before... <laughs> <laughs> there was an epidemic after the local pantomime of Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah. Of people just throwing <laughs> sweets into dirt. Like, we're going to nip this in the butt. Yeah. Little plant. Oh. Um, so is your argument that the jelly bean is biologically similar to the eyeball? Very much so. It's the, it's the eye of the sweet world. So if we... we Apart we'll, from we'll, jelly eyes. We'll replace your eyes with some jelly beans. It'd have to be a big jelly bean. Yeah, no, or just several. I don't want it to just together. be like a jelly bean holder. Like a big cup in the arm. Yeah. In the arm. That's where his eyes are. No, I'm 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 sure that they'll they're well they're gonna go before your bones, aren't they? Oh yeah. Especially these bad boys. <laughs> They've got a thousand years at least. <laughs> I just bones are mostly plastic. It's really quite powerful. Okay, so you wouldn't donate blood on my behalf, but if I needed a kidney, that's that's it. No, but they're different things. I was have, going to have to give know, twice I, as I much blood to someone else. So you're saying, would I give someone Hang else yes. my kidney so you didn't have to? No, if, if we were both matches, and I really needed mine. And what I knew do you mean to... you really needed yours? <laughs> I had a project. I'm up. the alcoholic among us. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, not kidneys then. Let's say arms. So say, I, because I play the piano, so I need both my arms. What do you do? I'm a writer. <laughs> yeah, give me a left. What's that done for anyone? Uh, types. Don't it hits the A. Voice command. You're going to deprive the world of a left arm. Yeah. That's really why. Well, why would someone else need it more than I do? Because they really do. Well, that's not an argument, is it? How about they're the person that waves planes in? To their big bays, like you and the pizza like, man. Like maybe they get a different job, or, or maybe we have a family, or maybe they like, have a better severance package. Severance. Oh, I get it. They actually lost it in a rotor for a plane, so that's a very insensitive joke. You wouldn't give an arm. You wouldn't give blood. I, I, Are you the no, least generous man in Britain? No, I would give blood. I just wouldn't give your blood. <laughs> you said you would give my blood. Well, I would give, I'd, give I'd make blood. you give your blood. Mm. I wouldn't give my blood on your behalf. How much would you charge for a, 
How much blood do you give when you give blood? Isn't it like two pints? So how much are you charging for two pints of blood? <laughs> we'll auction it off for Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be our top tier reward. We have on the bench and then and blood a pint brothers. of deck blood. <laughs> <laughs> to do with as you please. Do you remember? Oh, we should do an episode about this with a bit more preparation. We looked at Craigslist one night and there were there was more than one. Oh no, this was me and Jacob, I think. We were looking at Craigslist at the like requested section which is always the weirdest oh yeah definitely it's either that or the what's going for free section which is just just it simply ever go there the props to a murder it's just evidence all of it but in the requested section we were looking in the uk at large because it doesn't break it's not used as much as in america and we found more than one listing from more than one user for fresh mouse blood (laughs) what could that be for (laughs) What could that's, that that's for be for? Mouse blood pie. Oh, of course. Mouse transfusions. Black pudding. How, so if they're giving mouse blood away to this guy for free, how much would you charge if someone was like, I want to buy your blood? At least a tenner. Yeah? Depending on how, how busy a week it had been on the tutoring front. How much do you get for donating things? If rent's ever not going well? No, nothing. What? Not blood. I mean, like, other things. Like what? Semen. Oh, uh, I don't know. I've never looked into it. I apparently should, though, because apparently they're calling oh, for gingers. ginger semen. I don't think the semen's ginger. <laughs> Look, it's in but spirit. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, should we make that an episode, then? Declan's experience. Declan's experience wanking make... into a car. <laughs> <laughs> for money. <laughs> that is very... That is I'll, basically... I'll, I'll do it for the show. Would you? Yeah. But you wouldn't give blood. You, you keep twisting this... <clears throat> Onto me. I think listeners will make up their own minds. When really it's clearly your own cowardly... It's not. It's a phobia. It's a legit phobia. It's... No, it's not. It really is. It's, it's not, not a legit phobia. It's, it's might a cool as well one. be. It's being you're, scared of mortality. You're afraid of being alive. No, I'm afraid of not being alive. No, you're not. But the, the pulse is the opposite <laughs> of that, you yeah, fucking freak. It's a reminder. Freak. It's like... <laughs> it's a reminder that you are alive so you can die. Yeah, pretty much. If, if they took my pulse and it wasn't there, I'd be fine. Because I'm like, well, I'm already dead, clearly. There's nothing to worry about. You fucking weirdo. It's like if someone's scared of the passing of time. Like, if you're scared of dying, hearing clocks go and knowing that you exist in time would freak you out. Does it? It doesn't freak me out. You no. just said you were afraid of dying. Well, I love clocks. Plus ours doesn't even tick. It's it got just, a silent it, hand. It definitely know. goes faster. I think it I'm, moves erratically. We've got a clock for which the second hand doesn't tick. It just sort of slides towards... Absolute pervert. Minutes. I don't like it at all. It's like a hand running across someone's thigh. Did I tell you, I, um, I had a really bad night's sleep last night because... I wasn't in the house. Uh, I think it was to do with that. Were you alone? Yeah, I was. Oh, it's your first night alone. Yeah, but I I had a really weird dream that I can't remember. Did you feel like you had too much blood? I, I had about four pints <laughs> excess. No, but I woke up and I, like, in a kind of sleep paralysis, half-waking way, oh, yeah. um, hallucinated you opening my bedroom door and just, and just, like, sticking your head in and just looking at me. Right. And I... And I just like bolted awake at that and the door was clearly closed. But then I couldn't sleep for the next like three hours <laughs> because, I because I was just, I was just staring at the door in case it opened. <laughs> what an idiot. I know. I, I like, it, I was genuinely unnerved. Scared of me appearing. Do you think I'm No, too it's just much? anyone. It was like, I, I think it I, wasn't I, just anyone. I think though. I retrospectively put your face over a ghost into that face because like, like they say about dreams, kind of like most, most of the information you put back into it when you try and yeah. remember, remember it. Um, and trying to rationalize it, I put your face on there, but mm. it was just the fact that there was a face kind of like creeping in the door. I get that way because you, you've, <laughs> you've borne witness to me shouting oh, myself God. away. That was very I, alarming. It's, it's something that I, it doesn't happen very frequently, but, but I do have does. night terrors every now and then. And I like shout myself awake. <laughs> But it was and, a weird shout I, because it was like a shout that you do when you're demonstrating a shout rather than like full on like, yeah. it wasn't like a f- like full throat. No. It was like a muted shout. It's, it's because you're sl- you like, you slightly paralyze yourself when you sleep so mm. that you don't, 
if you dream, it's you don't go walking away. And if you've ever had the nightmare where you try to shout, but you can't, it's because it's that kind of, um, it's your body stopping you. Um, and, well, that's at least one of the, that's what the, you read. the theories. Yeah. But, um, so when I do this, I'm like shouting in my sleep and then like into waking. And so it's like <laughs> the dying end of the screen. Like, ah! <laughs> that's so weird. It is odd. I wouldn't like that at all. No, um, I had a, a, a very mad dream mm-hmm. um, last it's week. Safe to broadcast. It is safe to broadcast. It 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 was mental, like all dreams are. Um, but it did. It's the only dream I've ever had that, in retrospect, made me really laugh mm. <laughs> at it, as well as at the time. Um, I was waiting to go into what I'm going to call a bar. Okay. Um, but it was a bar, but it was while I was queuing, it was a betting shop. And then when I got in there, it was a bar, but there were, it was mostly just like round tables mm. set up with a bar at the head. And above the bar was like a big screen and everyone was watching something on this screen. And anyway, I went in and I was sat at the bar and I ordered a drink and the drink yeah. came and I was sipping away at it. And this guy from the side of the room shouted someone out like he was taking the piss out of me Ooh. for having a drink. Ooh. And he was calling me an alcoholic. No. And I, you know, fiercely defended myself like I threw an insult back at him. Mm-hmm. And then the dream turned into this weird kind of slagging match between us. It was like a a war of words mm. um, with him. And he was kind of doing this weird cinematic thing where he walked around the edge of the room, kind of behind everyone. So nice. we were slinging our voices across and everyone was, you know, laughing and reacting and, and coming back. And then he got kind of ever closer and the, the the insults started getting more intense and the jokes kind of getting a bit more vicious. And then he got to me and he started uh, doing this weird pantomime routine where he, he seemed to be, I don't know, I think he was like testing my eyes or pretending to silently. And he had like a, a, a big cardboard cone that he like put up to my eye and like pretended to be looking into it. And it went on for so long. And then he turned to everyone and in that kind of amateur comedian, clearly dictating a punchline, yeah. he said, and don't go looking for any meaning in it, but he said, Cough. You've made it like Moscow in here, <laughs> right? Silence from the room. They didn't and, um, laugh. And either. a man in the front row, who is clearly, I, I like to think of him as our combined consciousness okay. formed into this character, just looked at him after 30 seconds of silence and went, well, you fucked it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's the, a double heckle. I know. And I, I wake up. A meta heckle. I wake up. I like, <laughs> like retrospectively laughed at my injury. Like, what a hero. That is good. That's like your little dream guide that you could take with you to any dream. And you could always just commentate on what was going on. I hope so. Next time that ghost comes. Fairy in, dream mother. Have him just fucking so. deck the prick. Yeah. Really good. Mm. We've got an email. Let's go into our regular feature. That's right. The only one. Mm, for now. Shame mail. What a feature it is. We've had an email entitled Anonymity. It's from good pal Mark. Isaac and Declan, he Stratfold says. here, not friend and flatmate. True. I might be missing a key piece of information, or perhaps have forgotten an important detail from an earlier podcast, but that has never stopped me before in life from making a comment, so I'll not let it get in the way today. Good. That's an That's the sort of listener approach. we need. In episode one, no, 51, you <laughs> relayed the epic interaction between Susan and Amazon. The part I'm questioning is that at first you were not sure if to name the lady involved, despite the fact that she'd already been identified as Joe D'Angelo's mum. Ultimately, you said you'd call her Susan, as is in fact her name. On the assumption that Joe D'Angelo is not a pseudonym, what a pseudonym it would be? God, imagine... What a pretentious one to come up with on the fly for us as well. We'd really be punching a Joe DeMambro. Yeah. <laughs> and that as D apostrophe or variants thereof, a common start to Italian surnames, it seems possible that the lady involved is Susan D'Angelo. Of course, there are many reasons why this logical progression is flawed. However, I'm not sure that being known as Joe's mum Susan makes a less any less identifiable <laughs> than knowing her full name to those of your audience that would be able to identify her. 
True. I mean, it's not her name. Her name is actually much more confusing than that. Yeah. I think 50% of the reason that we avoided using it was so that we didn't get it wrong. <laughs> yeah, we, we could say what it's mispronounced as. Yeah, we always call her Susan Beetlejuice Because of a friend of ours from the North. Yeah. I can't remember the context. Well, it was like she'd commented she on something commented on Facebook. On, yeah. And he was like, who's, who's this? Who's Susan, Susan Beetlejuice <laughs> As if that's any human's name. <laughs> Oh. That's that's what the film's called in Eastern Europe. <laughs> <laughs> but the world of AI automated chatbots and phone answering systems opens a whole world of frustration and wasted time with much mashing of hash or zero in a vain attempt to get the system to give up, to give up. Fine. Mentally exhausting a robot. <laughs> <laughs> and connect you to a real person. But there again, often the person you finally get through to does not help to any great extent. Anyway... Looking forward to the next 50 episodes. Perhaps the 100th will be a milestone that you'll be happy to recognise. Regards, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. I think we will be... It would be, even for us, flagrant nonsense to pretend that we wouldn't be excited about it. Yeah, it would be remiss. Not going to happen for ages, of course, because... Although... We are only $9 off our bi-weekly shame goal on patreon.com slash shame city absolutely unprecedented we had it two more sickening. uh donations this week didn't we yes let's do our thanks segment let's absolutely go for it so our two new patrons of the week are the wonderful emily hooray purveyor creator of mugs and banner of, of <laughs> banks over and now uh, uh, uh on the bench, quite uh, definitively, yep. contractually, even certainly. Um, and we also very kindly had a donation from Ollie, yeah, who, uh, having only begun listening to the show, seemingly at the fiftieth milestone, was so urged In to help us. Yeah, um, maybe he just felt that we came across as very pathetic. <laughs> that's the vibe. That's, that's always a chance when you know speaking to someone who's. Uh, Certainly, comparatively, in his relative field, uh, far, mm. far more successful than That's we the are. Way. Um, that uh, that maybe he he took pity on us, yeah. and and if that's the case, we are never it. too proud no, exactly. to accept it. But if you would also like a return of two shames a week, that would be Wednesday and Sunday. Sunday. Think of that, <clears throat> the Lord's Day. He's Some not doing just... anything, so we stepped up to the yeah. bat. Stepped up to the mark to yeah. bat. Yeah, not stepped up to the bat to mark. No, that would be that driven. sounds like we're going to deck our housemate. <laughs> See, beat him. Oh, we should read his poem. Maybe we do that in a. Oh, definitely. That will be a uh, a little. What what do we call quick fire shames? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, sure. Uh, one of the quick fire shames available for is that eight. Yes, I think that's the $2 an episode tier. It's worth keeping in mind as well that the value only increases. So if it reaches that goal of which we're $9 away from, then anyone who is currently paying a dollar an episode, well, that'd be only paying 50 cents an episode. You're paying half of what you thought you were for each episode. It's just a disgusting... And and as well, like that doesn't take into account the extra episode a month and the four quickfire shames that we'd be putting At least four. At least And the bonus content on the Patreon feed. Goodness me! I'm going to throw up. There's a lot. Yeah. There's there's a lot to think of. Uh, But yes, thank you to our new and old patrons. They're not really old because it's only been about a week. (laughs) So far in the past now that I can barely remember any of you. (laughs) Just kidding. Don't cancel before the first of the month or nothing happens. (laughs) (laughs) Love you guys. Now look, one way to show your love is by Patreon. But we get it. Not everyone wants to. Not everyone can. For those who can't, we have an alternative. Shame.city slash reviews is the place to be. Go there on your iOS device. It'll take you straight to the iTunes page for That's a Shame. For your country as well, where you can leave a five-star review. Give it a title that you like. Give us as much feedback as you would. All of it positive, preferably. Or constructive at the very least. But mostly positive. Definitely outlandishly positive. Yeah. And then off we go. Woo, up the charts. Currently, we're not on the charts. No. Would you believe? I mean... Not on the, the other The thing is, is like new and noteworthy. That's, that's gone, surely. Oh, yeah. We're neither. We don't conform. No. 
we haven't ticked it either of those. We're too boxes. maverick for iTunes. Exactly. For the man at Apple. Come on, tax dodging cunt. Give us a big banner <laughs> on your iTunes. And we will slave away. <laughs> we'll ignore all those workers that killed themselves in China because of your horrid conditions in your factories. We won't even mention it. We might even come back to this episode and edit, edit it, out. it out. I'll probably say something positive like, God, workers' rights and Apple go together like a horse and carriage. And I'll donate blood in your name, Apple, to Goodness any me. of your workers. <laughs> or anyone else. Yep, or just whoever needs a- it. Any kind of malnourished child. I wonder or... what blood type I have. I have the sense that it's that really magic one. Making it all the worse that you hoarded away for I don't, yourself. I don't have any reason to think that, other than just... Other than your own <laughs> God complex. I just assume... What if I like went to donate it and it came out and it was silver or something? Like unicorn blood? Yeah. And then Voldemort started drinking me while I was asleep. <laughs> drinking you? <laughs> With a big straw. <laughs> Horrid pervert Voldemort. Oh, goodness. I can touch you now! I always hate the way he did that. Anyway, leave a review. Uh, Twitter, at That's A Shame Cast, at Cynical Declan, at Isaac BD. The at That's A Shame Cast has been on form lately. We've had some good tweets. Yeah. I realised some... I had a big backlog of photos that I hadn't that I'd just been uh, taken. Yeah. No, I've got some of those as well. So there's some good um, stuff there. And we've had what I've been looking forward to and hoping for for the entirety of our existence here, which is uh, people tagging us that is in good. shames that they found on Twitter. Yeah, themselves. if you ever come across a shame, give us a tag and we'll certainly enjoy it and probably retweet and like and all that. Almost certainly. That's lovely. Also, email. Tass at shame.city. Mm. Tass, of course, standing for that's a shame and therefore being spelt T-A-S. Now, what sort of things are people going to email? <sighs> Anything. Thoughts? They could email about anonymity. Questions. What if you found a new Proust-like quiz with which to terrorise Toby, Toby. Marsden's king? <laughs> we were going to do a quiz today that was about narcissism or something, but the website didn't work, so we might do that another day. But Isaac read it and saw his own soul. So <laughs> it was just a picture couldn't... of me. Is this you? Yes, 100%. Um, but yeah, anything you have there. We also have a contact form at shame.city, which you should visit anyway, because it's a real barrel of laughs. Until episode 53... Or if you're a patron, patron, then you might hear from us earlier. I've been Isaac. You've been. I've been Declan. And we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Look for the Necessities, simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities. Oh, Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. Some honey just for me The bare necessities of life Will come to you
necessities of life will come to you. Come to you.